Good evening. So Rabbi Bravinder will be back next week after his uh, various uh, journeys and family, family smachot that have kept him away from us for these, uh, for these three weeks. So next week, Marshal Mishpatim, Rabbi Bravinder will be back. Okay, it's Parshat Yitro. Yitro is about Yitro, which is why it starts with his name, but it's really about Yaseret HaDibrot. It's really about uh, the Ten Commandments and Matan Torah. You all know that there are two versions of the Yaseret HaDibrot, the Ten Commandments. The version that we'll read on Shabbat uh, from Parshat Yitro, and the version Sefer Tvarim and Parshat Vedchanan. And so as to give the Bible critics something to do, the two versions are not identical. And, you know, this is a question, why, if the Torah goes to the trouble of telling us the Aseret HaDibrot, the Ten Commandments, the centerpiece of, you know, one of the centerpieces, that's a different question, what is the centerpiece of the Torah, what is... Uh, the Torah all about, but everybody agrees that the Ten Commandments are very important after all. You know, they made a movie about it, more than, more than one. Uh, if the Torah goes to trouble to telling it to you twice, why are there significant differences between the two versions? So I wanted to look at tonight uh, the, the Dibur of Shabbat. Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekadsho, Shamor et Yom HaShabbat Lekadsho, and we know, you know, we say in the Lechadodi, Zachor v'Shamor b'Dibur Echad. According to our tradition, when Hashem, one of the explanations for why it says Shamor in Parshat Vedchanan, and it says Zachor, remember Shabbat in Parshat Yitro, in tomorrow's Parsha, is that Hashem, because when Hashem talks, it's different than the way we talk. He said them both b'dibur echad. Meaning I can only get one word out of my mouth at a time. If I say zochor, you hear zochor. If I say shamor, you hear shamor. But when Hashem says it, there's one word, it's like shamor zochor. Zochor shamor, right? If I had a blackboard, maybe I could like write the two words like calligraphied, uh, you know, mishulav uh, uh, together. And that's, that's what it would you know, look like. You, know, you write each letter between of each word between each word, um, and, and that's that, and that's why. But when we write things down, we can't write like that. We can't even speak that way. But you can maybe if you you know like force your brain to think hard enough, you can imagine what it must sound like to hear two words uttered by the same voice in harmony with itself. I have a friend who's a who's a very gifted but amateur musician. So with a little bit of um, the very very talented guitarist, lovely voice, and from time to time he makes these little uh, CDs of you know very good music that he plays. And he has like a very you know, he has you know adequate but cheap uh, but cheap uh, recording and mixing uh, uh, equipment uh, at home. And he makes I guess one song that he sings where he recorded a number of times and he's singing multi-part harmony with himself and then, you know, just mixed the, 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 the two or three or four recordings uh, together. So that's what Hashem was able to speak in harmony with his own voice, Shamor and Zachor, uh, but when you write it down, you can't write it like that. So the Torah in one place writes the word Shamor and in another place writes the word Zachor, but really they're just reflections of part of what was going on. And that's, of course, one explanation which is 
probably familiar to us. I'd like to ask you, it's a little bit different than, uh, than what normally happens here at the Parsha Shir, and I apologize to the people that are listening to it at, at home, but Michael, just leave the, leave the recording the way it is, and people that are listening along on their iPod or wherever it is they are, you can also, uh, you can also uh, go along. You know, if you listen at home uh, to the Shir, you can also, from our website, download the sheets and follow along uh, and you can also sign up to get the sheets and it's the truth of the here. You can sign up to get the sheets in advance, uh, certainly for Rabbi Brabender's Shiurim, which are, you know, very, very, um, very rich and very deep. It's worthwhile looking at the sources in advance before you come uh, to the Shiurim on, on What's Thursday. What's It's www.atid.org backslash Shiur, S-H-I-U-R. Um, look at the two versions of this Dibur that you have on the top of the page. On the right-hand side, our Parsha, Parsha Yitro. On the left-hand side, on the left-hand side from Sefer Dvarim from Parsha Vetchana. Look through them. Maybe even take a moment, talk to the person next to you, Bechevruta, uh, as it were. And try to enumerate, take two, three minutes to yourselves and look through it, try to enumerate some of the significant differences between the two versions. Right? Feel free to talk to the person next to you if that's up. I, I can think of at least five significant differences. Those of you listening at home, I'll describe the scene. The crowd. <laughs> the crowd is a picture of, of intense concentration, examining the text. If you think you found three or four significant differences, you know, raise your hand when, you, when, you're, when, you're, when you're good to go. Okay, we'll take another half a minute and then we'll start gathering up some ideas. Okay. Man, you were the first to speak up. What are some of the things that distract you? One, one thing. In Vetchanan, as in in Yitro, it says uh, it says Yom Hashvi Shabbat Lashem Elokecha Lo Tase Kol Melacha Atav Minchavi Techa VaAvdecha VaAmadcha Uvehem Techa VeGerecha Asher B'Shinecha In in Vethanan, it explains to you who these behemoth are. Shrochar, Shrocha, Echamacha, Kol It's not exactly a contradiction. In other words, in, in, uh, in, uh, in Yitro it says Behemtecha, and we assume it means all the behemoth. And in, in uh, Vethanan, it specifies particular behemoth, Vechol Behemtecha. It's not exactly a it's just an expansion. Yeah, an amplification. And those are? But the emphasis of Shabbat in Sefer Shemot seems to be, you know, what uh, grab a school child off the street here and ask him, why do we rest on Shabbat? And I'll tell you our reason from tomorrow, from tomorrow's Parsha. 
right? Because God created the world. But you look in Ved Hanan, everybody has to rest. Not just not just the master, but also the servants have to rest. Why do you have to rest on the seventh day? You have to remember that you too were a slave. Like we say in the Kiddush, actually. Right? Uh, the Kiddush, Kiddush has both of these ideas. Right? That God completed the act of creation. But also, the Kiddush emphasizes, uh, 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 conjoins these two, these two different uh, purposes. Uh, but, Benji's correct that in Yitro we're talking about we're talking about Briat uh, In Vat Hanan we're talking about we're emphasizing Zechel Tzit Mitzrayim. Other differences? Uh, in that same difference uh, in Shemuel they have themselves have gone out of Mitzrayim. So it's fresh in their mind. In the Bahrain it's a completely different generation that was not Still involved in having actually gone out of Mitzrayim and therefore they're reminded in a sense possibly. Well, two things. One, one it says in Shemotim and Mitzvah, it adds on, Asher Tzitzvah Hashem Rokhetim. Obviously, he also commanded it in, 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 in Zahar, in, in, in Shemot 2, but it's as if, uh, you know, you're doing it even if it wasn't commanded. Very good, Yaakov. In Dvarim, uh, you have these added words, and let's forget the difference of Shamor and Zahar, but the first Pasuk adds on this idea of, the, in, in Shemot it says, Zahar Yom HaShabbat Lakatshu. Right? Keep, you know, remember the Sabbath, meaning keep the observances. In Shemot, it's Shemot right? Yom HaShabbat right? Which basically, let's say, means the same thing until Chazal had done explaining to us that it means something else. Ka'asher tzivcha Hashem elokecha. Keep Shabbat just like Hashem commanded you. When did Hashem command you to keep the Shabbat? In the first one. Well, not exactly. In Marat, Romans, when they get to when they forty days they leave they leave uh, they leave Mitzrayim. Forty nine days later, right? You count the Sefirah Haomer, you get to you get seven months later, you get to Shavuos, they get the Torah. Hashem says, "Whoa, there's this thing called Shabbos." Did they all stand and going? There's a what? I never heard of that. What is this Shabbos? And forgetting the the Medrash, forgetting the idea that the Avot kept Shabbat. Uh, but in other words. Had they not been keeping Shabbat? No, they had been keeping Shabbat, even before Matan Torah, because when they got to Marah, last week's Pasha, the end of Meshalach, when they go through the sea, they get to Marah, you know, where there's those bitter waters, and Hashem gives them certain mitzvot. Sham Sam Chokul Mishpat. So look at Rashi there, Chokul Mishpat, what's the, what are the Chokim of Mishpatim? So Ben Ayeter is Shabbat. That's this Tosfos here, which we're going to come back to. You see, this Tosfos from, from Sechet Shabbat also uh, touches on this uh, on this uh, on this idea. So in Medchanan, it says, "Keep Shabbat like He commanded you." Where in Marah, meaning prior to Matan Torah, Shabbat is one of those mitzvot that we got as a preview mitzvah before Matan Torah, before the sound of Light Show, before the Luchot. We already got a couple of mitzvot.
Prior to that, we don't know exactly what Shabbat was like. You know, like I mentioned, Chazal had this idea that the Avot already kept the mitzvot. And uh, a couple hundred years of slavery. Right. So, in other words, what was whether there was some kind of Shabbat? We can only we can only speculate. Any other uh, difference? Yeah, I'm sorry, speak up. In Vedchanan, right, so at the end of each the end of each set of Sukkim in Shmot, Hashem says, Keep Shabbat because I rested. Shabbat is Zecher Lamasev Rishit. Al Kain, therefore, Beirach Hashem et Yom Hashabbat Lakatshu. Beirach Hashem et Yom Hashabbat Vikatshu. Vikatshu. But in in Vedchanan, you keep Shabbat because you were slaves and Hashem took you out. Al Kain, Sivcha Hashem at Yom Shabbat. He commanded you. That was the purpose of the command. So the relationship, the relationship to Shabbat in Vedchanan is as a commanded being. We were slaves. Hashem took us out. We used to have these masters called Paro, called Mitzrim. Now we have a new master. Named Hashem. And the nature of having Hashem as our master is that we are commanded. We are mitzvah. And what's the tzivuim? Well, among the first tzivuim is, among the first tzivuim is Shabbat. So we relate to Shabbat as mitzvim, as people who are commanded. But in Shmot, what's the operative verb? Not tziva, but berach, Hashem blessed the Sabbath and we relate to the Shabbat as a source of as a source of blessing which Shabbat are we talking about there? the Shabbat of Maseh Bereshit so these are some of the significant of course the major significant one is the one we already dealt on in one it starts Shamor in one it starts Zachor what's the other thing Chazal taught us about the difference between those words? Shamor is talking about what? and Zachor is talking about what? That's mitzvot asay and mitzvot asay. That zachor is talking about the mitzvot asay. Right? Zachor is a you know kind of like a positive mitzvah, uh, an, uh, an, uh, an action mitzvah. So zachor the mitzvot asay like kiddush, abdullah, uh, uh, etc. And shamor are the mitzvot lotase. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't light a fire. Don't. Don't. Uh, pick the peas out of the carrots if you don't like the peas uh, etc so these are some of the essential differences you have to ask yourself why why does the Torah what is the Torah doing by painting one picture of Shabbat in Shemot and a different picture of Shabbat in Fermat it's the same picture it's the same Shabbat but the shades are a little different. The emphases are a little different. So why is the Shmot Shabbat the way it is? And the Dvarim Shabbat the way it is? So a lot of people have tried to explain this uh, question as part of either examining the nature of Shabbat or part of a larger question of the global differences between the Seret Dibrov in Yisrael versus the Seret Dibrov in Vethanah. Among those people, uh, among the most significant, among the most significant treatments of this is the Maharal, which you have on the second page. Uh, 
The Maharal has a book called the Tiferet Yisrael, which deals largely with Torah, with the nature of Torah. It was the book, you know, many of the Maharal's Sfarim were written to, um, to go along with various Chagim. So the Tiferet Yisrael is the Sefer of Shavuot that deals with Matan Torah. And there he has a number of Prakim that deal with, deal with the, the differences between, between the Aserah de here and the Aserah de there. And he paints a global picture about what the difference is between the two versions. So we'll read a little bit from Maharal. Remember the Maharal, Maharal of Prague, who, who actually spent a lot of time not in Prague. He was in Prague and then he left and he spent most of his career elsewhere and then at the end he came back to Prague but we all call him the Maharal of Prague and you know we go there on vacations I guess if you're smiling that means you've been there um, it's a very nice place to it's a very nice place to visit 16th century the great uh, Maharal of, of Prague so the Maharal says here on page 2 Mishnah Torah is what? Not that book by the Rambam, but Dvarim. Sefer Dvarim is called Mishnah Torah. So that you have to understand the difference between Sefer Dvarim, Asher Bagam Hadibrot Hashmiyah, In order to understand the difference between the two versions of the Sefer Dvarim, you need to understand something about Sefer Dvarim, which houses the second version of the Asertive Growth. Uh, I'm going to skip, uh, we'll skip a bit. He mentions this uh, Gemara in uh, Megillah about when you can pause in the reading of the Kalot. But if you go to line 10, It's not that Sefer Dvarim, which is the great speech of Moshe, I mean, the Sefer Tvarim is one long, or it's a series of long speeches by Moshe. Like if Moshe had been your rabbi, you wouldn't renew his contract. That's long, how long he spoke. But when Moshe did it, he was so good, they, they, uh, they liked those speeches so much, it made it into, made it into a book. Um, but it's not that Moshe, when he gave these speeches, he was saying something by himself, meaning without the nevuah from Hashem. There are two Bechina. Bechina is a, is a Maharalian word, which means something like there are two components or two aspects to, to the Torah uh, that Hashem gave us. The first component, or the first aspect, Mitzad Hashemit Barach Hasher Hu Notein HaTorah. The Torah, the Torah is, on one side, the thing that Hashem gave us. It's the device, it's the object, it's the present, it's the matana that the Notein gave. HaBechina Hashemit Mitzad Yisrael HaMekablimet HaTorah. On the other side, the Torah is the thing that we received. You know, like there's, um, I mean, like think about presents that you've given or received in your life. So sometimes, like the present that you get is, is very much hooked up with the identity of the giver. I mean, think about, uh, I don't know, your grandmother's candlesticks. 
right? You know, which, which you may have been lighting all the else for the side room. Your grandmother's candlesticks, which you may have been lighting all these many years. Maybe you've been lighting these candlesticks for more Shabbatot than your grandmother did. Because your grandmother may have died, uh, uh, you know, at a young age, as people in that generation may have done. And nowadays, Baruch Hashem, we, we live a nice, long, healthy healthy life. So it could be that you know, you've lit your grandmother's candlesticks, you've used them much more than she ever did, but they're still your grandmother's candlesticks. Because she gave them to you at your wedding. And that's a gift where the, 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 the person of the giver is, is dominant. And you'll have these candlesticks forever and ever, and you'll give them to your daughter, to your granddaughter, and they'll say, yeah, these were my mother's grandmother's candlesticks. Um, on the other hand, sometimes you get a present, a very nice present, um, uh, that's very much hooked up with your identity. It doesn't mean the present is, present is, is more valuable or less valuable. Um, you know, uh, I, I read a lot of books. And, and one, of the, uh, one of the great sources of books is my mother-in-law, who's, who's sitting over here, who brings me occasionally books from America that she orders off of my Amazon wish list. And I appreciate it uh, very, very much. And she just came from America and schlugged a big uh, suitcase full of some very large, heavy tokens. Uh, and I appreciate it very much because she went to the effort to buy me something that I wanted. But those books are not very much connected to her identity. And one can imagine someone... Uh, but it's connected with my identity. These are things that I wanted. These are things that she bought because I was interested in them. She may not even know what... Close your ears uh, for a second, uh, Mom. But uh, she may not even know what it is she bought. She just clicked things off of, of an Amazon wish list. And, and I appreciate it very much. But, but that's a gift which is very much uh, emphasized by the Mikabel. Hadkan Hamashal. The Torah is both. The Torah is a gift where the identity of the giver is central, but equally central is the identity of the, of the recipient. And these are the two bechinot, two aspects, the two sides to the coin that the Maharaj is talking about. Im haya, line 16, im haya echad noten davar, shavim b'madriga, en kan rak bechina achat, ki shneem shavim b'madra. But nevertheless, there's no doubt that, you know, when you're dealing with an exchange between us down here and Hashem up there, that Hashem's presence in the presence is very dominant. So four out of five of the books, Reishit, Shmot, Vayikran, Bamidbar, are very much weighted towards the side of the Noten. Because then as Hashem spoke. And when he was done speaking, then we got the Torah. But Dvarim was different. Dvarim 
Hashem, Moshe, excuse me, Moshe was more active. The first four Chumashim, Moshe is a secretary. Hashem says, write this, write that. Moshe writes it down. That's the Torah. He comes down, he teaches it, he explains it, and he comes to Torah Moshe, because Moshe goes to the trouble of explaining it to us, of teaching it to us. But the, the essence of the Torah, the writing of the Torah, is Hashem. It's all Hashem. Hashem is dictated. It comes to the Mishnah Torah. It comes to Sefer Dvarim, the last book. Moshe has a different role. Although it's still Nivu'ah, Moshe is the active voice. It's all told over from what Moshe is saying, what Moshe is doing. And therefore, Sefer Dvarim, the scales tip. And the dominance is not that of the Notain, but of the Mikabel, of us. I'll skip ahead a bit. Go down to line 40. About Mishnah Torah, it's worth, I mean, it's really worth reading the whole thing. It's worth taking the book off the shelf. And uh, uh, the truth is, you can get it online. I, I cut and pasted this off of online. If you Google in Hebrew, Maharal, Tiferet, Yisrael, the whole thing, you'll find the whole thing is online at a website called Da'at, D-A-A-T, dot A-C dot I-L, I think. And you can get the whole, if you don't have the book at home, you can get the whole thing online. This is from chapter 43. If you're interested, read the whole chapter 43 and 44. Uh, and these are the chapters that uh, deal with what we're, what we're, what we're talking about. Uh, the Maharal is sometimes, Maharal is not hard to read. It is sometimes hard to understand. Meaning, in other words, the words are simple. Uh, the concepts sometimes get a little, a little sticky. Um, and he, he has a style in which he's often uh, very repetitive. And, he'll say to, and, and you're not sure if he's saying something new. Is he restating what he said already? But it's, it's, it's definitely something which is nagish. You can, one can approach the text and you know, generally uh, make a good shot of head or tails in it. So, line 40. Aval Mishnah Torah, Hayamid Aber Moshe, not smoke. Ah, no, 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 I'm sorry, go back a drop. Line 36, let's say. Kumoshe Katuv Baserta Dibrut, what we're going to read tomorrow. Moshe Yidaber, Velokim Yanen, Ubakol. Throughout most of the Torah, Moshe speaks and Hashem is answering him. But as Moshe is speaking, it's, it's, it's really Hashem speaking through him. But when it gets to the Mishnah Torah, Hashem Sam Line 40. Aval Mishnah Torah, however, in Sefer Tvarim, Moshe Moshe spoke from his own will. Kemo HaShaliach Shemidaber Ka'asher Tzival Lo HaMishaleach. Right? As Moshe speaking on his own with God's imprimatur. So that whatever Moshe is saying in Zvarim, he's saying on his own, but it's nevuah as it were. It's Torah as it were, but it's more weighted, it's more emphasized from, from, from our side. Um, the Maharal goes on, you see, in line 60, I'll just I'll summarize that since the Torah is a Brit, since the Torah is a Brit, is this covenant between God and the Jewish people. You know, we're in the metaphor of the marriage contract. That Matan Torah is a wedding. And Hashem holds the mountain above us like a chuppah. And the Torah itself is the, is the ketubah, right? The document that binds the two, that binds the two sides. So a brit is always two-sided. And the nature of anything that unites two sides, like a bridge, 
So one side of the bridge is going to be closer to one side, and the other side of the bridge is going to be closer to the other side, and that's the way the Torah is. It starts off on Hashem's side, and by the time we get to Sefer Dvarim, it's, it's closer to our side, it's closer to the side of the Jewish people. And that's why Sefer Dvarim is so different in outlook, and so different in perspective, and so different in style, because that is emphasizing the Tzad HaMikabel, the recipient, instead of the instead of the notain. The Maharal also has this nice idea, that's why, you know, the Luchot are on, it's two Luchot Habrit. Right? It takes two to, takes two to tango. Right? There's, there's, there's two, there's two sides. And you know, we know that the first five Dibrot deal with Ben Adam Lamakom. And the second Dibrot deal with Ben Adam Lechavero. The first half is God-centric. And the second half is Am Yisrael-centric. I mean, many drashot have been made on this point, but the Maharal is doing something a little, a little subtle with it uh, by, by, by showing that that's the point of the division between the two because it's part of this transition from the Notain to the, to the Mikabel. That's, that's what the Maharal is, is saying. And then he goes on here and, uh, and throughout these other chapters to show how if you understand, if you understand this, you can understand all the differences between the Aseret Hadibro in Shmot, which is God-centric, and the Aseret Hadibro in Vedchanan, which is Am Yisrael-centric, which is the Mikabel, as opposed to in Yitro, which is the, which is the Noten. So, the main difference, Zachor versus Shamor, the Maharal says, here, look on the first page. Back to the first page. It's quoted. It's a, it's a quote from the Maharal, but it's it's quoted. It's here in a piece from Rav Hutner. It happens that last week with Rabbi Karma, we also looked at a at a piece from the Pachad Yitzchak, Rav Hutner. Rav Hutner, this great 20th century uh, Rosh Hashiva and Baal Machshava, uh, uh, you know, Rosh Hashiva Chaim Berlin in New York. He came on Aliyah towards the end of his life. He lived in the same apartment building as Rabbi Ravinder, who has a few good stories about him, if you could ever get him to tell them. Uh, including the fact that in those days, uh, in those days, uh, in Yushalayim, in their whole apartment building, the Ravinders were the only ones with a telephone. Because uh, somehow, uh, Mrs. Ravinder was able to camp out in the Bezek uh, office and, you know, got a telephone when, you know, it was hard to get telephone. So they were the telephone for the whole building, which included uh, the And this is the basis of some of these stories, which, you know, if you can never get them to tell them, they're good stories. So Rav Hutner here quotes the, this is Rav Hutner in the volume called Shavuot. You know, he has these volumes called Pachad Yitzchak, which were shiurim uh, that he gave on Machshava that were then later written up, mostly by his daughter. Mostly by, his, uh, mostly by his daughter. And the volumes are organized around the Chagim. There's volume on Shoshana, volume on Kippur, volume on etc. So this is from the volume on Shavuot, even though the essays don't, they're not always apparent. What, what, it's not necessarily something that you could like uh, say in Shul if you had to give it to Torah on Shavuot, or on Shoshana, or on Pesach. But they deal somehow with the themes of that holiday writ, writ large. 
So here in Shavuot he quotes the Maharal, also from the Tiferet. It's not a coincidence that Zachor ended up by us and Shamor ended up in Lekhanah. <laughs> That's what the Maharal says, and then Rav Hutner explains it in the following way. In Yitro, in the version of, what's Yitro? Yitro is the version of God, of the Notain, Zachor, the Mitzvot Aseh. The positive commandments. That Hanan, the version of of Am Yisrael, of Moshe, of the Mikabel, Shamor, the Mitzvah Lotase, and it's not a mistake. In other words, Mela. In other words, Shamor and Zachor is really one thing, but you can't write it that way because there's no word that looks like that. So you have to put one on one side, one on the other side. So what difference does it make? Flip a coin? No. There's a reason that Zachor, the Mitzvah say appear in the Yitro, the Notain version, and there's a reason that Shamor. The Lotaseh appears in Vethanan, in the Mikabel version, because of this. Because what, does it, what is a mitzvah aseh? And what is a mitzvah lotaseh? A mitzvah aseh is, a mitzvah aseh is, is action. It's overflow. It's not passivity. It's, it's doing something. A mitzvah lotas say is the opposite. It's refraining. It's holding back. It's creating. It's creating a vacuum of activity, of action, of creation, of deed. Why is why are the mitzvah say on the God side, on the notain side? Because what does it mean to give? To give means to to overflow. It, it's, it's to take action. The mitzvot lotaseh is to be the mikabel. It's to create a void, to create a space. Just like in order to receive a present, you need to, you need to put out your hands. You need to create a space. There's a, there's a, there's a great line in uh, one of C.S. Lewis's books about I mean, he's talking about this, uh, that, you know, sometimes God wants to, and it sounds like a Hallmark card when you just say it, but sometimes God wants to give us a present and our hands are so full of junk that we have no place to put it, right? So, uh, you know, could you imagine somebody comes, they want to give you, I don't know, like the biggest diamond in the world, you know, but your hand, you know, you're, you're, you're busy taking the garbage out and you say, oh, put that over there. Right? Sometimes in order to be the recipient to be the recipient of something, you need to you need to make space. I mean, you know, sometimes literally you just have to get you know get rid of all the junk in your house in order to make room for you know either for, for valuable stuff or for new junk. But um, but to be a recipient, to be in to be holding in safer dvarim, where it's the bnei yisrael side of things. So you're the recipient. What is to be a recipient? That's the mitzvah lotase. 
because it's creating it's creating a space it's saying there's, there's nothingness here particularly in regard to Shabbat what, what are the mitzvot lo tasev Shabbat? well the mitzvot the malachot the malachot are all about creativity about action uh, you know that's the, the very first tosfos in, in the second Shabbat the second Shabbat opens with a discussion of of carrying you know the 39 malachot it opens with the malacha of carrying you know which I, I was having a conversation with my with my uh, kids recently and it's something that our kids I mean uh, I grew up in America many of you grew up in Chutzlar it's in, uh, you don't have to be that old to remember the days of communities before they were a roof in every place but here you grew up in every Israel you know you can grow up you can live uh, 120 years and be completely unaware if you don't learn it in school be completely unaware that one of the Lamatet malachot is carrying because every town has an roof. Um, so, uh, so the Tosos wants to know how come Masechet Shabbat opens with a discussion of carrying instead of any of the other 38 malachot or a discussion of uh, Kiddush or a discussion of candlelighting or a discussion of, of anything else so among the reasons Tosos gives is because it's so conceptually different than the other malachot all of the other malachot are about creating something new you take two pieces of string and you tie a knot and you've created something else. You, you rub two sticks together and you make a spark and you create a flame and you've been involved in an act of creation which is Tavayoho imitating God. Carrying something from inside to outside or carrying it is conceptually very different. Nothing changes in the object that you're carrying. So Tosfos says that you know carrying is uh, carrying is they deal with it first because it's conceptually so different. You know, like we have to get it out of the way so that we can deal with the other 38, which are dealing with something else. But malachot, carrying being exception, malachot are about creation. And the mitzvah lotase means instead of filling the world with creation, which generally is a good thing to do, and we're commanded to do that all six days of the week. But Shabbat is about creating that void. It's about creating that vacuum. And that vacuum, Mitzvah Lotas say, that's to be Mikabel. The Mitzvah Ase, to take action, to do something, that's the Notein. And that's why Zachor is on the Notein side in Shemot. And Zachor and Shamur, the Lotas say, is on the, is on the, is on the side. The other things that we saw, the other differences that we pointed out, how might we understand them in light of, in light of the Maharal's analysis? Right, what were some of the things? You fit? Shmos talks about, Shabbos is, yeah, I'm sorry, then you say it. Just say it loud so you get on the table. I would say, Maharal's analysis is the world, the time is Did you? Right, you all heard? No. In Shmos, we talk in Shmos on the God-centric side, on the Notain side. What's the pur- purpose of Shabbos? Right. That means that God created. Uh, uh, that God created. That God created the world. And therefore, you have to rest. Because he rested when he was done creating. 
Veschanan, why do we keep Shabbat? Lemanya Nuach. That you should create a society which is more uh, just than the one that you just came out of. A society where one day a week the Eved, the Amad, the 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 Kemocha, Lemanya Nuach, Abdechad Amadchal Kemocha, that the servants they should also rest just like you. That that in some way there's I mean not to you know I'm not you know so much of a fellow traveler like that but that it's a classless society or there's a component of it in there where there's equality and there's no slavery or, or our form of slavery is different than that in Mitzrayim and and you should rest because I took you out of Egypt because you were a slave. Right? So it's B'nai Yisrael-centric. It's, it revolves around the story that they just went through, or their parents just went through. Right? And that's the purpose of Shabbos. And that's why it's, and that's why it's uh, emphasized in that way. The Emmanuel points out that that's the difference also in, in, in Shmoses' Ben Techa. But in, uh, when it gets to Dvarim, when it gets to Dvarim, it, right? In other words, if I tell you, you know, uh, I don't know, Let's use my mother-in-law again. You know, it's like somebody I might say, you know, ah, you know, how are your grandchildren? But if I ask her how her grandchildren are, she'll tell me about this one, and she'll tell me about that one, and she'll tell me about the other one, and she'll count them all, and there are eleven of them, and there are these that live here, and there are those that live in Ephrath, and, and etc. Because when when it's somebody else talking about it, it's enough to give a general category. But when you're talking about it, when you're talking about your own, in this case, property or the things that are precious to you. You're gonna enumerate them. You're gonna. It's not enough to just give a general category. You're going to specify each and each and every one. So in the in the Notan side, it's enough to say Ben Techa. But when it comes to Am Yisrael, they're telling you about their Ben Techa and they're talking about their Chamor and their Shore and their this and their that and their donkey and their horse and their cat and their dog and their you know etc etc etc. So it's a little more Mifurat because that's the side of the that's the side of the. That's the side of the argument. What were the other differences? In Shmot it says Alkain Beirach Hashem, and in and in Lefkanat Alkain Tzivcha Hashem. In other words, Hashem gives a Tzivui. It's true that Hashem gives a Tzivui, but a Tzivui is only meaningful if there's a Mitzaveh. Mitzvah. If there's a mitzvah, if there's a commanded, does mitzvot only have meaning if there's someone to for, for, for whom the mitzvah is incumbent? You know, it's like that medrash, you know, which I'm sure some rabbis going to talk about this Shabbos. But Hashem was ready to give the Torah, and the, the malachim came and they said, they said, you know, give us the Torah, and Hashem, you know, goes through that whole story to explain that the Torah is irrelevant to malachim. Right to the angels, it, it only has meaning to to to, to B'nai Israel, who are, you know, we're flesh and blood people, and you know, we have desires, and we have Yitzhara and we have this, that, and the other thing, and and it comes as a as a corrective and an ennobler. Um, so mitzvot, it's true that Hashem, like in an empty universe, could throw out mitzvot, but they 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 wouldn't mean all that much without someone on whom to be incumbent. Um, so, so in Ben Hanan, so God, God took you out from Mitzrayim. Therefore, He commanded you. 
it's B'nai Yisrael centric. It's B'nai Yisrael as the mitzvah, as the commanded. But in Shmot, in Shmot, Hashem created the world. Where were you when Hashem created the world? You weren't there. Where was B'nai Yisrael when Hashem created the world? It's an irrelevant question. They didn't exist yet. We didn't exist yet. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, that's like an idea that the Nishamot were all there. But as a people, as a commanded people, we, we were not there. We were not there. So, and even if the Avot kept Shabbat, so until Avmavinu came along, even if the Avot kept Shabbat, whatever that means, until Avram Avinu came around, there was no Shabbat. I mean, nobody was... The Shabbat before Avram Avinu kept that first Shabbat, there was no Shabbat. It was just another day. But it doesn't matter. Because when Hashem, on that first Shabbat of Maseh Beresh, when Hashem stopped doing Malacha, that day became a Makor Bracha. That day became Baruch, became blessed. So it's completely God-centric. Etc. It means that is it is a that Shabbat is a is blessed that Hashem gave bracha, not a bracha in the sense of you know the the brachot which are the rabbanan. But, I mean your point is correct, but it, I don't know that it's uh, you, you can't you can't limit the word. What? No, no, it's a coincidence. The word bracha means one thing. Chazal then came along and did something else with it, and they said brachot. Rachot are these formulas that we recite before eating, before doing a mitzvah, etc. But that's, you know, after Hazal we're done with it. But the word bracha means something else. That Hashem endowed it with, endowed that day with, with blessing. But in a blessing of the capital B, not blessing the formulae of Baruch HaTashem, Elokeinu Melechalam, Asher Kacharim, B'Mitzvotah, B'Tzivano, etc. Well, finally... The, the, the point that, that Yaakov raised in the beginning, the, 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 this difference that in Vedchanan we have a reference to the origins of Shabbat, you know, which Chazal say is Mara. In other words, in, in, in Shmot, Zachor Yom Shabbat 
in Dvarim, Shemar at Yom HaShabbat Lekadsho, Asher Tzitcha Hashem Elokecha. Keep Shabbat the way Hashem commanded you, parentheses, Chazal read, keep Shabbat the way you did it, in Mara. And that's this Tosvos here. Uh, this Tosvos explains the background to what it was that got Shabbat and Mara before Matan Torah. So Rav Huttner, you, you don't have this on the sheets, but if you, if you get the volume, it's in, it's in this, it's in Ma'amar Yudbet, in the volume of Shavuot, and it's, it's both Gimel. Each paragraph, you see here, this is on the sheet, Odvav, each paragraph is numbered, for, I guess, for either reference. So in Od Gimel, Od Gimel, he says, Chiluf Zed, this difference between the two, that in Vedchanan we have this reference to Mara, Mit Paresh Hu Lefi Hanachato Shel Amaral, De Shabbat De Maaseh Breshit Hi Choval Tzot Matan Torah, Shaharei Noten HaTorah Hu Shabbat Yom HaShvili, the, oh, I'm sorry, reading the wrong. It's an old Dalit and it's an old Dalit and hey, it's an old Dalit and hey. And as the Maharal says, Rav Huttner explains that the Maharal's point is that what was Marat? What was the nature of Matan Torah before Matan Torah? What was the nature of doing mitzvot before Matan Torah? This is actually very much connected to the question of what kind of mitzvot did the Avot do and what was the nature of those mitzvot that the Avot did. I think that actually Rabbi Brodner gave spoke about this in one of the shiurim in, uh, in Gracious this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but what, what was the nature of those mitzvot? So he says that the nehid de mara atzma lo haita shabbat mitzvah shel Torah. It's a little, it's a little tricky. It's a little tricky. When they kept Shabbat prior to Matan Torah, it was not a mitzvah min ha-Torah. Ki im mitzvah shel nevu'ah greda. But rather the mitzvah of, of prophecy. Now, what difference does it make? Because in other words, Hashem gave the mitzvah that He gave in the Torah. And Hashem also gave the mitzvah that He gave before He gave the Torah. And in that sense, they're both mitzvot min ha-Torah. And when we talk about mitzvot midiraita versus mitzvot midirabanan, what's a mitzvah mi, mi, mi Midiorite. It doesn't mean that it's written in the Torah, although all the mitzvot that are written in the Torah are mitzvot Midiorite. But if Hashem, all the time, Hashem told Moshe to do all kinds of things. He said, Moshe, right, Moshe leaves Mitzrayim, Moshe leaves, uh, Moshe leaves uh, 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 Midian, and Hashem says to him, don't forget to pack your stick. Right? At the end of uh, Sefer Shemot, after the Sneh. He says, don't forget to pack that matet, that magical staff. So when Moshe remembered to pack the stick to take the Mitzrayim, he was doing a mitzvah minat Torah, meaning he was doing a mitzvah that Hashem gave him, what we call a mitzvah minat Torah. Mitzvah minat Torah doesn't mean it's written in the Torah, it means that it's a mitzvah that's God-given, as opposed to a mitzvah which is rabbinic-given. Right? You know the mitzvah that the rabbis gave. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, my wife likes to say, you know, the the mitzvah that the rabbis gave, and anything that the Torah didn't forbid, the rabbis got around. <laughs> Those are the mitzvah midi rabbanan. <coughs> uh, so anytime that Moshe did anything, now it's not a mitzvah lidorot, it's not a mitzvah for all times, that every time we go someplace, every time you pack a bag, you have to remember to pack a stick. For that one time, Hashem told Moshe to do it, Moshe did it, it was a mitzvah, meaning he was doing God's will. So the Maharal says that before Matan Torah, 
before Matan Torah, the nature of the mitzvot were different. The nature of the the nature of the mitzvot were different, and that mikol makom shehusharu al hashabbat b'sinai v'nismecha as harazu al hadvarim shneemru mikodem b'marav ki az nasu otam hadvarim shneemru b'shatayim b'shatam b'marav b'tur nevuah l'torah shebaal peshel hashabbat sof sof ach kashet zivcha. הנאמר בשבת איננו שונה מהן כאשר ציוויתיך שנאמר בשחיטה כשם שהלכות שחיטה הנאמזות etc. הרי פשוט הוא דכוח תורה שבעל פה מתייחס הוא בוודאי לקבלת התורה הרבה יותר מאשר למתן תורה. והמצוות, הוורשן אינבט חנן talking about Torah Shabbat Peh. What's Torah Shabbat Peh? an explanation of how things work. And that's why there's the hint, the remez, to Marah in Vethanan. Because what was Shabbat before Matan Torah? So, like Moshe, he wasn't even on the mountain. He was wherever he was in Marah. And Hashem says, yeah, Shabbat, don't forget it. You know, this Friday, Shabbat, there's going to be man, don't collect the man, you have to collect extra man on Friday because you can't collect it on Shabbat, and you have to do this, and you have to do that, and you can't do the other thing. Uh, that's, that's what Shabbat is. And Moshe, I guess, had a lie. Like, I'd make a big effort to explain to everybody Hilchot Shabbat, because even if they knew about Hilchot, even if they knew about Shabbat before, they probably didn't know like, all the halachot and all the details, and nobody ever told them about, you know, ripping the toilet paper in advance, and, and turning off the refrigerator light, and etc., uh, etc. So that's Torah Shabbat Alpeh. The teaching that went on in Marah is Torah Shabbat So in Vet Hanan, Shabbat is the Shabbat of Torah Shabbat Because what's Torah Shabbat That's our Torah. That's the Torah of the Mikabel. Torah Shabbat that's the Torah of the Notain. That's Parshat Yitro. That's what we're going to read on Shabbat. And that's why it's just you're already on the other side you're coming out the other side of the rabbit hole Vethanan is the, is the Torah of the Mikabel the Torah of the Mikabel is Torah Shabal Peh because Torah Shabal Peh is Hashem said here's the Torah here's the Torah Shabal but I'm giving it to you along with a guidebook I'm giving it to you with instructions and I'm giving you B'nai Yisrael, through Moshe, through Yahushua, through the Sanhedrin, through Aaron, etc., through the Chachamim, L'meshech Kol Adorot, I'm giving you the keys to the car. I'm giving you the ability to run the operation within very clear parameters, within very clear guidelines, within the rule book that I'm giving to you, but it's up to you to take it and make it a living system. That's what Torah Shabbat is. That's the that's the the Gemara in Baba Metziah and it's Chuni Banai that through the Torah we can we can determine the halacha. Lo bashemayindi that we here down on earth are in are in control of of what happens and that's why it's on the Mikabel side. That's why in the Kanan we talk about Mara, but there's no mention of it in Yitros. Tomorrow's Yitros. Maybe this would have been a better shear. Pasha Bet
but I only get to teach from Rabbi Brahman who goes away. Um, but, uh, but tomorrow is Yitro. Yitro is the Torah of Hashem, and that's, of course, Torah Hashem. I mean, Shabbat Shalom.